Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Wednesday, August 19th. I am Kyle Hillier. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. A remake of Prince of Persia may be coming later this year. Oculus will require a Facebook account soon. Rockstar producer, writer, and actor Laszlo Jones has left the company. Deathloop has been pushed into 2021. And some kind of shooter MMO thing based in the Alien universe is in the works. A game called Prince of Persia Remake has appeared on a Guatemalan retail site. This is firmly in the rumor camp, but it's a rumor that I really like and really want to exist, so, you know, I figure if I talk about it here, maybe I can will it into existence. But Twitter account Ken Zyro shared a link to a Guatemalan retail site, Max.com, that had two listings for a game simply called Prince of Persia Remake, one for PlayStation 4 and one for Switch. Along with those listings, there is an image that is unfamiliar to me, at least, Prince of Persia superfan number one, of presumably the prince standing in a wrecked hallway with the Prince of Persia logo on top, and it looks like the Prince of Persia logo from the Prince of Persia 2008 game. I did a 10i.com search for it, and while the Prince of Persia logo came up a lot, it didn't return any sources for that specific art. Which makes me excited that there might be some legitimacy to this thing. I asked about it on Twitter, and at Iagavos linked me to an April story from the website kitguru.com that shared the art and talked about the potential of a Prince of Persia remake. In sharing that retail listing, at Ken Zyro wrote, Prince of Persia remake listings have appeared online. For now, the game is listed for Nintendo Switch and PS4 with an estimated release date of November 2020. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier shared a link to the Resetera thread about that tweet and wrote, Video game retailers sure love leaking Ubisoft's surprise announcements. And then at Nibelian, another trustworthy source for leaks like this, shared Schreier's tweet and wrote, Looks like the Prince of Persia remake retailer listing is legit. So there are a lot of folks backing up this retail listing, making me very hopeful and confident that this is a real thing that will hopefully be releasing in November. I'm not sure what I want this thing to be, honestly. There is the Crash Bandicoot Spyro remake approach that specifically only updates the visuals but leaves the rest of the game basically untouched. And then there is also the Final Fantasy VII remake approach where the game gets radically re-examined to make it a familiar but undeniably different experience. I think, given the choice, I would rather have the former. And I would want all three games... Sands of Time, Warrior Within, and The Two Thrones all collected in one package. I will also happily just take a remake of Sands of Time too, though. At this point, though, I mean, my main hope is that this thing is real, whatever it is. Oculus is now requiring a Facebook account to log into your Oculus account. Oculus, a company that 
is owned by Facebook and has been owned by Facebook for some time, announced yesterday that Oculus accounts will require a Facebook account moving forward, which is really disappointing. Here are the main beats from the blog announcing the change. Today, we're announcing some important updates to how people log into Oculus devices. While still keeping their VR profile, starting in October 2020, everyone using an Oculus device for the first time will need to log in with a Facebook account. If you're an existing user and already have an Oculus account, you'll have the option to log in with Facebook and merge your Oculus and Facebook accounts. If you're an existing user and choose not to merge your accounts, you can continue using your Oculus account for two years. After January 1st, 2023, we will end support for Oculus accounts. If you choose not to merge your accounts at that time, you can continue using your device, but functionality will require a Facebook account. We will take steps to allow you to keep using content you have purchased, though we expect some games and apps may no longer work. This could be because they include features that require a Facebook account or because a developer has chosen to no longer support the app or game you purchased. All future unreleased Oculus devices will require a Facebook account, even if you already have an Oculus account. The full blog is linked in the show notes and answers a lot of questions about why this is happening. It seems, since Oculus and Facebook, you know, is basically the same company, they just want to get everything under the same umbrella to keep things all merged together, simplifying it from their end. I think they also want Oculus users to try and use the social functions of Facebook to grow their friends list more, you know, and that sort of thing. I'm not a fan of this move, personally. I use Facebook as sparingly as possible and really never use Facebook to log into other accounts. I like to keep everything as separate as possible. Like most, I have privacy concerns about Facebook and what they're doing with my information. And even though I know, logically, that I have blindly agreed to terms of service at some point that gives Facebook full access to everything I am doing with my Oculus account, separating those logins at least gave me, you know, some sense of a division, of a separation. People generally seem to feel similarly. Corey Barlog, the director of the 2017 God of War game and 2007's God of War 2, he only works on God of War games that release in years that end in seven apparently, said about the update, and I will quote him directly, fuck. I love my quest, but seriously, fuck Facebook. I deleted my account years ago and will never go back. Oh well, guess I'm going to have to find another VR solution in the coming years. Lame. I don't think Barlog is alone in that thought. I will merge my accounts and continue to play Quest, but I'm not going to be happy about it, and I will complain the whole time. Rockstar staple Laszlo Jones recently left the company. Laszlo Jones has been a Grand Theft Auto staple since Grand Theft Auto 3. He is the host of the Chatterbox radio stations and has been in every GTA game, starting with Grand Theft Auto 3. If you ever tuned into that station, the Chatterbox station, in any GTA game, then you've heard Laszlo. He uses his actual name to portray Laszlo Jones in the games, but he is much more than just an actor. Jones has been a producer, writer, and even a director for various segments in the game. Fraser Brown reported on Jones's departure for PC Gamer and wrote, Over the years, he's worked on trailers, streams, and GTA's in-game animated shows, as well as directing voice actors and writing dialogue. He also contributed to Red Dead Redemption 2, along with other Rockstar games. Spotted by the GTA Men YouTube channel, Jones has updated his LinkedIn profile and apparently left Rockstar back in April. 
He didn't give a reason for his departure, but in an Instagram post, he discussed becoming the primary caregiver for his sister, who was diagnosed with cancer in 2018. The pandemic has made the situation radically difficult, he said. That full PC Gamer story is linked in the show notes. Jones's departure comes close. Jones's departure comes close to Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser's recent exit from the company. It's one of those situations where neither departure feels like a gigantic publicized thing. They both happen kind of quietly, but it will undoubtedly affect the future of Rockstar's games. Future Grand Theft Auto games will likely feel different than GTA's past without Dan Hauser and Laszlo Jones present. I have no idea if it will be better or worse, but I, I think there will just be something subtle that will be difficult to put your finger on that will just make future Rockstar games feel just a little different. Jones has apparently stayed busy after leaving Rockstar and is reportedly working with companies like Disney and Netflix and an unnamed video company where he is consulting. And he's also got something in the works at Comedy Central. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Deathloop from the creators of Dishonored and Prey has been delayed. Developer Arcane, the studio behind the two Dishonored games in 2017's Prey, announced recently that their next game, Deathloop, has been delayed. Arcane wrote on Twitter about the delay, We've made the decision to move the launch date of Deathloop to quarter two, 2021. Our ambition for Deathloop is to deliver a signature Arcane game that takes you to never-before-seen places in a stylish new world. At the same time, the health and safety of everyone at Arcane Lyon remains our top priority. As we've adjusted to work from home, we found that delivering this new and exciting experience at the polish and quality level that defines both an arcane game and a true next-gen experience is taking longer than normal. This extra time will allow our team to bring Deathloop's world to life with as much character and fun as you've come to expect from our team. While we know this is the right decision for Deathloop, we share your disappointment and apologize for making you wait even longer. Thank you for your support and excitement. Your positive feedback has helped fuel us as we continue to work from the confines of our home. We can't wait to share more details about Deathloop with you, so keep your eyes open for our next update coming soon. The tweet sharing that statement is linked in the show notes. I'm not surprised by this, and not even because of COVID-19 issues or anything. There's just 
Something about that game that never felt like it was coming out this year. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we just really haven't seen a lot of gameplay. In any case, I'm happy to wait for Deathloop, and I hope everyone at Arcane is staying safe. Daybreak, the company currently in charge of games like EverQuest and Planetside, are working on an alien game. This is a story that I feel like has gone under the radar a bit, but a new game, presumably some kind of online MMO based in the alien universe, is in development. I got a press release about it a while ago, but the lead was really buried. The press release reads, Daybreak Games, global publisher and developer of large-scale multiplayer online games, Today announced it acquired Cold Iron Studios, the San Jose-based studio of veteran MMO action and shooter developers currently working on a PC and console game set in the iconic Alien universe. Daybreak Games is in charge of EverQuest and its sequel, Planetside 2, and DC Universe Online, among others. Cold Irons is a new studio that specializes in MMOs, it seems, but I don't really know their history, or the history of its founders, but... Apparently, they have been hard at work on something and growing since it was founded in 2015. There are a lot of ambiguities in this story, which is maybe why it has kind of gone under the radar, but I think some kind of MMO shooter, they did confirm it is a, quote, action-packed sci-fi shooter experience unlike any other game in the market in the press release. I think an MMO shooter based in the Alien universe could be interesting. Maybe it will be something a little bit like Destiny. If you go to Cold Iron Studios' website, it just says, We're hiring, and has an Apply Now button and a big picture of a xenomorph in the background. Who knows? Might be something cool someday. Don't really have any new releases today, but it is worth mentioning that Spiritfarer, which Surprise released yesterday for Switch during the Indie World livestream, also released on other platforms like Xbox One, PC, and PlayStation 4. The game is currently part of Xbox Games Pass. I will talk a little bit more about that, actually, in a minute. It's not out today, but Baldur's Gate 3 has a release date, or at least an early access release date. Developer Larian Studios revealed in a recent live stream that they are, important asterisk word here, aiming for a September 30th release date for the early access version of the game. The early access version of the game will apparently cover the first act of the game. Larian also shared some interesting stats about the game to offer a point of comparison to its previous game, Divinity Original Sin 2. There are four times as many combat encounters in Baldur's Gate 3, nearly three times as many lines of dialogue. There are 596 characters in Baldur's Gate 3 compared to Divinity Original Sin 2's 142, and more than twice as many spells. So, it sounds like... While the games may be technically comparable, Baldur's Gate 3 is pretty undeniably a larger game. Final Fantasy XIV is doing a Yokai Watch collaboration right now where Yokai characters are appearing in the game. I'm curious about the temperature on Yokai Watch. I know it was huge in Japan for a while. I reviewed the first two games for Game Informer. I like them fine. Disney was airing the show on the Disney Channel, and now Netflix has the show. There was a movie that got a very limited theatrical release here in the U.S. that I actually went to because my daughter liked the show. And there was also a short period of time where there were a lot of yokai toys in the aisles at Walmarts and Targets. But I feel like the franchise has gone 
pretty radio silent in the U.S. I know there is a Switch game on the way at some point. Does anyone like Yokai Watch here in the U.S.? Send me a message. Let me know if Yokai Watch is cool. That's it for gaming news today. I downloaded Microsoft Flight Simulator last night. It took forever, and I ended up actually going to sleep before it finished. I ended up doing kind of a a back-and-forth race between my PC to watch the Flight Simulator download and my Xbox One to watch the download for Spiritfarer. Spiritfarer won by actually a, a pretty significant margin, but I ended up not being able to play too much. I played the first 20 minutes or so. I watched the opening scene, which sets up the premise of the game. I got to jump around a little bit, and the platforming feels really good. It's funny because Spiritfarer's description really doesn't make it sound like my kind of game, but the animation is just so good that I I wanted to try it. I also read in a few reviews that despite being a bit of a management and resource sim, it does have a clear beginning, middle, and end, which is very attractive. I booted up Microsoft Flight Simulator this morning after it downloaded overnight, and I unfortunately hit some kind of launching issue. I'm sure it will just take a little bit of finagling or a reset to get it running properly, but I won't have a chance to do that until later tonight. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to Kyle at RideHome.info, and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I'm playing through something new. I'll be playing more Halo this week. I think we're going to play some multiplayer. You can also find me on the MinMax show for more long-form video game discussions. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.